Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to the following presentation from IMG, America's home for college sports, on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football. Live from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. This is the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. Today's show is brought to you by UPS, the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, Food Lion, and Outback Steakhouse. Be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to at Spider Voice. Text us. 804-638-9508 or send an email to spidersportsline at richmond.edu Shotgun snap, a double reverse Caleb Drake is going to look to throw the ball looking for Cortrell Simpson who's got it and then drops it in the end zone, it's a touchdown They'll say Simpson was in the end zone before he lost the ball He makes the catch from Caleb Drake for the spider touchdown I don't take a look at that but Boy, Caleb Drake, that was a that was a great pass. I mean, uh, Cortrell Simpson was open, but he was not open by much. And, and uh, Caleb Drake throws a great pass, put it in that window. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach Russ Huseman. This is the Spiders Sports Line on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN and the Spider IMG Sports Network. Come on inside Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street, and welcome to our regular Thursday get-together as we talk Spider and college football. But not just a regular show today. This is a really special Spider Sports line on this Thursday at lunchtime. And not just because it's a rivalry week game for the Spiders, although that certainly adds to the special atmosphere that we have this week with the Richmond JMU game at Robin Stadium Saturday. But it's even more special than that. Those of you who have been following our program since the start of the year know that we are celebrating a couple of very special Spider football anniversaries this football season. A little bit later in the year, we will celebrate the 10-year anniversary of our national championship in 2008. And next week... At Robin Stadium, we will be celebrating the 50-year anniversary, hard to believe, of our 1968 Tangerine Bowl championship team. That'll be next week at Robin Stadium, but we're going to preview that today on the Spider Sports Line. We have two of the stars of that team and a couple of Richmond Hall of Famers who are with us here today, and they're going to be on our Head table a little bit later in the show. Buster O'Brien and Walker Gillette, quarterback and wide receiver, who were two of the stars of the Spiders' Tangerine Bowl victory 50 years ago, are in the house today, and they'll be part of our program. Coach, I just thought we'd bring them by to give you some good karma for this week against JMU. If any guys can bring you good karma, it's those two guys sitting to your right. Well, Walker looks like he can still play. Buster, no way. But, uh, <laughs> Walker, I mean, he looking good over there. Well, you're in need of a wide receiver this week. <laughs> so if we could put him in jersey number 18, maybe nobody would know the difference uh, and they would think it's Dejan Brissett, right? Yeah, may not know it. But uh, 
obviously I've, I've gotten to know Buster really well uh, through the years and, and Walker not as much. I've met him before, but uh, uh, tremendous football players, obviously. No question about that. So we will talk with both of them in the second half of our show today. So no active players on our show today. They have deferred to the former players today who we might want to make active by Saturday's game. But in any event, Walker Gillette and Buster O'Brien are both in town today. They have met with Athletic Director John Hart, who's here today as well. And they're having lunch with their good friend and former Athletic Director and Hall of Famer Chuck Boone, who's here today. So we have an awesome, awesome crowd here in the house today to talk spider football, both past and present, Coach. Yep. Let's do it by starting with the present, and let's review the Stony Brook game, and then we'll get into the JMU game as well, and we'll talk some history as we move along, and we'd love for you to be a part of it as well. 521-8501 gets you on the air. You can text us as well at 638-9508. Shoot us an email. Got a couple of those that we'll get to a little bit later. Spider Sports Line at richmond.edu. All right, not the outcome you wanted Saturday night at Stony Brook. Um, tell me if I'm simplifying things here, Russ, but it seemed like the first quarter kind of told the story of that game. It stayed competitive late into the third quarter and into the fourth for sure, but the good news of the first quarter was you moved the ball up and down the field. I think, I don't know, 135 yards or so just on two drives. One's a long, sustained drive. The other one, you had the big play from Kevin Johnson to Cortrell Simpson, so that's the good news. The bad news is you weren't able to get it into the end zone, so why able to gain the yardage as much as the spiders did but not be able to to finish it off well i don't know i mean starting off at halftime at 16 to 3 and you're you're wondering how it got 16 to 3 to be honest with you we almost doubled the the yardage on them um we were moving the ball we were you know getting stops on defense and but you go in the locker room and it's 16 to 3 and and um you know obviously the 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 fumble recovery that's a 14 point swing right there and you know, if you're if you're at halftime on the road and, and you got a lead by seven or you're tied, you know that's you know that's a big difference. It seemed like in the second half, you know we we got they we they got us on a couple three and outs and and uh, you know we wore down a little bit on defense and uh, you know it just I, I don't know what happened or how it got away from us there at the end, but uh, you know we got to figure out ways. I mean the the fumble. I mean, it was – we had practiced it, and it was drawn up, and it's a walk into the end zone. It, you know, if we just execute, I mean, that's first and five on the goal. And, I mean, you can't – you you got to execute. And uh, But I thought our – you know, give our coach a lot of credit. We had that drawn up pretty good, and it was the right play call at the time. Um, but, you know, things like that happen. You know, the guy got in Kevin's face pretty quickly. You know, I think he wasn't ready to pitch when he had to pitch it and and uh so you know it's it's sometimes those things happen you have to overcome those things in a game you know when you're playing a really good team they're hard to overcome you know if you're not playing if you're playing a team that's not that good you know sometimes you can overcome those things but when you get in the league and and you 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 give a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown or something along those lines you know those things are really you know they're killers and they're hard to overcome but uh you know, we got to figure out ways to get it in. We had it down there three times and got three points out of it, and that's that's not what we need to do. 
on the option pitch, you were trying to get the ball into the hands of the right guy, too, because I thought Deontes Thompson, particularly on that opening series, ran as hard and with as much elusiveness as I've seen him since before the injury that cost him the last month of the season last year. Your observation? Yeah, I mean, he Deontes is he's back to normal. Um, you know, I don't think there's any issues with, with any part. Now, he's got a little shoulder injury right now after the game, but um, – you know, he hadn't practiced this week. But, um, you know, Deontes is, is a good player. He's a, he's a hard runner. Um, you know, the the things that a lot of people don't see that, that him and Gordon do are, are in protection, you know, and catching the ball out of the backfield and those types of things. So, you know, it's it, it, it was tough. Um, you know, there was nothing he Deontes could have done with that. I mean, the, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, he could have made a play or, or caught the pitch. I mean, it was – it was out in front of him pretty good. And, and again, you, you give Stony Brook a little credit. I mean, they, they came off the edge and probably got the thing pitched a little bit quicker than you would have liked. But, um, yeah, Deontes is, is doing a good job. Coach, on the first drive, that was the long sustained drive. I think 15, 16 plays, 75, 76 yards. It looked great. But you had that penalty on third and goal with the two that probably changed things, right? It made mm-hmm. it third and goal with the seven. And the bitter irony of that the least penalized team in the CAA right now is the Richmond Spiders. Yeah, and I mean that's that's mind-boggling to me because we are the least penalized, which is a good thing. But we're probably the the most penalized at the most inopportune times that have really, you know, sometimes you just think, you know, sometimes there's penalties and sometimes there's penalties that really affect you and. And give our guys – I mean, our guys are doing a great job and we're not making stupid penalties, but there's been some that have just come when, you know, you just can't – you know, you can't handle it at the point of time it comes. So, um, you know, we gotta we got to correct it and make sure that even – that we're not making penalties in, uh, in, in uh, inopportune times. Let me ask you about Dejan Brissett before we go to the phones. Ivan is hanging on patiently. He'll join us with his comments and questions in a moment, and others can join him as well, 521-8501, to dial in to the show. Disappointing news, obviously, this week, Coach, that Dejan Brissett is out for the remainder of the season, having surgery on that foot. Uh, can you give us an update on how he's doing, I guess, mentally as well as physically, what you expect for the future for him, and how that wide receiving room now has a challenge moving forward. Yeah, I mean, right now it hurts. Um, uh, he's such a he's such a great kid. I mean, I'll start there. I mean, he's a hard worker, um, does everything the right way, uh, joy to coach every day. And obviously he had a great year last year, and he was having a, a, a phenomenal year this year in, in a lot of ways. And things that people don't even see him doing, you know, he, he's just a complete player for us. And, you know, it hurts, but I told somebody today, you know, next year at this time we're going to be sitting here happy we have him. Um, We're not happy right now, obviously, and and it's, you know, it's win now. But, you know, next year we'll be sitting here and and you'll probably have him sitting here after a big game. And, and, you know, wow, you know, you're happy to have him at that point in time. So it's fortunate he's got a redshirt year. He's already told us he plans on coming back 100%. um, And, you know he he's he's an NFL prospect and and this kind of you know this will force him he needs to play another year um, and and the scouts have said that too you know you need to come back and you need to play a year and and uh, but 
great kid. I mean, and he would actually qualify in a number of ways to come back next year because he played as a true freshman, so he would qualify under the, the new board, rule yeah, that we've he, talked so much about, and he would also probably qualify as a medical red shirt if you actually had to, right? Right. So now you know you don't have you don't even have to file the medical on it. You just you just the four game. Uh, redshirt rule that's in effect so that's what he'll go under so we don't even have to do the medical paperwork or any of that stuff it's been a good rule it continues to be a good rule so who picks up the slack for number 18 well tyler's had a really good year i mean so far and and obviously he's he'll be a go-to guy cortrell get him more involved um bevels i think is a guy that we really got to start continue to bring along um you know He's doing good. He looks good. You know, he, he kind of misses quite a bit of practice time because he's in grad school right now, and obviously that's important to him. Um, he's in his fifth year right now. He's going to come back for his sixth year. Um, he got the hardship for that already. So we got him for two more years, and, and I think he's progressing um, along. But, again, I think he's got to continue to come. And, and, so, and then Caleb Drake's doing fine too. I think that's interesting news that you just announced, though, on the Bevels front. I did not realize that he would be back next year. Now you got him back, you got Brissett back, and you got Simpson back next well, year. I'm not trying to look ahead. Simpson's not coming back. Okay. He's going to graduate. He's actually graduating in three and a half years, and, mm-hmm. and he's okay. he's not going to come back next year. Um, I, I guess I mean, maybe I just told a secret to everybody. I don't know. But <laughs> Oops. Can um, we rewind the tape? <laughs> but, you know, the kid is – He's done a great job. I mean, to graduate from the University of Richmond three Absolutely. and a half years, he's he's busted it. And, uh, you know, he wants to get on. He wants to try to play in the NFL. He wants to do those things. And, and uh, you know, we tried to try to talk him into coming back. And <laughs> But, again, the most important – you're getting a degree. You're getting a, U- a University of Richmond degree. And um, he's a great, great kid, too. And so – but – Bevels and uh, Brissett back, which yeah, is keep getting Cortrell the ball. Maybe he'll change his mind over the next eight weeks. We'll we'll, wait well, we'll have to see. get him in grad school because he's graduating in December. Well done, too. Very impressive. Yeah. And Cortrell Simpson, by the way, is on our um, Spider Insight podcast this week. If you go to richmondspiders.com or on our social media, uh, Matt McAllister and I sat down with him yesterday and taped that, so it'll be up there today on our Spider Insight podcast. He had a lot of really interesting things to say about the flea flicker play about being confident that it was a touchdown, even though the rest of us were sweating it out, waiting for the TV replay. And also on the 54-yard pass play, um, right before the unfortunate fumble, he actually beat a kid who was his teammate at Temple. Both of them had transferred from Temple and Cortrell, and I'm playing spoiler alert here, actually says to Matt and me, as the kid was tackling him, they were laughing Uh. because they had run that play so many times at Temple when they were there together. And there it happened in an actual game in which they were at different schools. It was kind of cool. Wow, I didn't know that. Yep. That is cool. Yep. He said yeah. he beat one of the kids that was at Temple. The kid transferred to Stony Brook, and obviously Cortrell came to Richmond. So check that out on our Spider Insight podcast. All right, let's go to Ivan on the phone. As I said, he's been waiting patiently. Speaking of good karma, you got the Hall of Famers here, but Ivan always gives you good karma too as well. Coach, Ivan, thanks for waiting. You're on with Coach Huseman on the Spider Sports Line. Hey, Bob. Hey, Coach. How are you both doing today? Good. Good. Well, first I want to say that was a tough loss you had last Saturday. Or what did you tell your team? Because I know in the first half, like Bob was saying, in that first drive you had, that was a fantastic drive. Um, you, you, but you shot yourself in the foot with some uh, needless penalties. What did you tell your team at halftime and after the game? Uh, 
Well, at halftime, at halftime, I, you know, I, I, I just said, look, look, guys, look what's happening. We're down 16 to three, but look how the, what's happening here. Yardage, first downs. I think Stony Brook had uh, six or eight first downs in the first half, and you know, we had 14, I think, mm-hmm. and and. So I told them, guys, you know, we just got to settle down. We got to go get a score. And uh, and we got the score, you know, probably not as quickly as I want. You know, we went three and out, I think, the first two drives in the second half. We finally got the score to get it to 16 to 10. Um, you know, and then we had a, a blown coverage there. And, and, you know, they got they scored to make it 22 to 10. But um, – and then after the game, I just I, – I told them it, it's a – it's a long season. This this game, you know, they're all important, obviously, but it's a long season, and we either come together and and uh, and stay as a team and continue to work and to con- continue to get better, or we point fingers and blame people, and you know, and and that's not what our team's about, blaming people or, or blaming each other. Or so, you know, we we've had a good week of practice, and our guys are excited to play this week. Well, that's great. Uh, what can you tell us go about? About JMU this week, on on are they really uh are they are they I know they, I know we can defeat them. What who is some of the key players we have to look out for? Wow, um, they got a good football team. I think uh, everybody knows that. I mean, they're not they haven't done what they've done in the last uh, two and a half two and a quarter years without having a good team. Um, They've got really good players. I think they're extremely athletic uh, at, at every position. You know, sometimes you can go and you say, well, their defensive front's not as athletic, but their linebacker, you know, they're, they're athletic all the way across the board. They, they've got a, they got a really good team defensively and then offensively. You know, you, you hate to say this because I thought, sure, their quarterback last year was a great player and a winner. But this kid they got now is more talented than him, <clears throat> and uh, he runs better. We got to do a great job of not letting him extend plays. When we have opportunities to sack him, we have to sack him. We can't let him extend it. We can't let him get out of the pocket, and we're working hard on that this week. Um, and then, and then offensively, we can't get ourselves in, you know, third in real long situations, or, or we'll be in trouble offensively. We gotta. We got to make sure that we we get ourselves in some manageable third downs and convert those third downs. Well, I have, I have great faith that you can, uh, your team can beat uh, JMU. Just just play your game and don't worry about how they play theirs. And I don't see any reason why you couldn't beat them. Well, that's a great point because I've I've told our team that that, that what we got to worry about and what we control is us and not them. And and we we know they're they're a good football team, no question about that. And they got good players, but. We got to take care of ourselves, and we got to execute, and and we got to coach better, um, and and do all those things. But um, you know, right now our team's focused on us, and you know I haven't heard a whole lot of, you know, JMU week and beat JMU or this and that. I've just you know it's it's about us, and I and I think that's the, the approach you got to take. Well, good luck, coach. I, I know you and your team to come out with a big victory this weekend. 
Thanks, Ivan. Thanks, Ivan. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll do another quick segment, continue to preview the JMU game, and then we'll get to the bottom of the hour. And as we said, we're going to start our 50th anniversary celebration, 50-year anniversary celebration of the Tangerine Bowl team with Walker Gillette and Buster O'Brien. They'll join us at the bottom of the hour. So quick break, quick segment coming up. Spider Sports Line Outback, 7917 West Broad Street on the Spider IMG Sports Network. We are 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM ESPN. Food Lo- Helping you fuel up to cheer on the spiders. Make a play for tailgate favorites like chips and dip, cookout meats, and ice cold drinks at prices that'll earn big points from your wallet. Food Lion, how refreshing. Proud partner of Spider Athletics. Hi, this is head coach Russ Usman. Hope you're enjoying the action of Richmond football. Stay tuned. I'll have the first word after the game on the Buzz and Ned's Coach's Corner, exclusively on the home of the spiders, 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. At UR School of Professional. And continuing studies, we offer flexible and affordable degrees and professional education programs to help you start, advance, or change your career. Check out our degrees in nonprofit studies, teacher licensure preparation, and information security, or explore our new coding boot camp and professional beer brewer certificate programs. With evening classes and affordable tuition, you can earn a UR degree or certificate on your terms. The University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Sometimes you have to go back to get ahead. Visit spcs.richmond.edu for details. Buddy Whitlow, CLU of Virginia Asset Management is proud to sponsor Richmond Football. A 1976 grad of the School of Business, Buddy has worked as a financial advisor ever since. Buddy helps business owners and personal clients manage risks of today's fast-paced world by offering financial strategies and products to protect against those risks. Talk to Buddy about how to manage your financial risks by calling 804-330-0711. Securities and investment advisory services through Securian Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Virginia Asset Management is independently owned and operated. The greats of the game return to the Dominion Energy Charity Classic in Richmond, Virginia, October 18th through 21st. The first event of the Charles Schwab Cup playoffs, the top 72 PGA Tour champion standouts, will hit the links at the Country Club of Virginia James River Course. The playoffs are an opportunity to compete for something more. Who will advance? Tickets available at DECCGolf.com. We're the only station giving you five hours of local sports talk every weekday. You guys are the best station in town. Join in on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. We're live at Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street, and broadcasting live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Third and seven for Joe Carbone, the Seawolves quarterback, out of the gun with three receivers to his right, and here comes a Joni, and he's got himself a quarterback sack all the way back at the 32-yard line. Gershom Joni, the redshirt junior, making his first start and making his presence felt. Glad we played that play-by-play clip because I want to talk some defense with Spider Head Coach Russ Huseman as we continue to preview the James Madison game Saturday, sold out Robin Stadium at 3 o'clock. Of course, we'll have the broadcast on ESPN Richmond beginning with our tailgate show at 2, and we're also on television Saturday on NBC Sports Washington Plus and several other regional sports networks around the country, literally Chicago, Philadelphia, up in New York State, they're taking the game as well. So we'll get great exposure and great coverage if you can't get to Robin Stadium 
Saturday afternoon. Uh, Going to need a great performance, obviously, on both sides of the ball, Russ, Saturday, offensively and defensively. But I really think the defense is primed to have their best week of the season. I realize it's against a challenging opponent, certainly, in this JMU offense. But let's talk a little bit about you know the reinforcements you're getting this week. You mentioned Dale Matthews getting him back. You hope to get Maurice Jackson, uh, maybe even Micah Keels. But just to have a full complement of defensive guys, it just feels like they're ready to have a a breakout performance. Yeah, I mean, last year we had, uh, you know, you watch that film from last year, mm-hmm. and we had everybody. You mm-hmm. know, you everybody was healthy in that game, and you felt good about it, and, and we played really well on defense. And, you know, you're right, we get Dale Matthews back, and, and nothing against Billy Coggle because Billy's, you know, playing well. But, you know, now you can do a three-man rotation, keep people fresh. Dale is really the glue to the defense. I, I don't know if people really realize, you know, how much he means – to what we do defensively um, and his presence out there. You know, Mo, um, hopefully we get him back. And, and if we do, it may be in a limited capacity. But, uh, you know, we've, we've all seen what Mo can do this year, and he's such an explosive player. Micah Keels has practiced this week. Um, we're hoping, you know, in, in an ideal world, we can get 25 or 30 snaps out of him. Deontay Austin, who's been banged up most of the time, uh, you know, he practiced yesterday. Um, we probably have him available. Um, <clears throat> then uh, Trent Williams is the other one who's such a good player for us at the dime. You know, it'll probably be up to Saturday whether we got him or not. Um, so hopefully we can get him back. Um, so, But up front, we're other than Mo, we're pretty healthy. I mean, Clyde's fantastic and written and – you know, and, and Darius Reynolds and and Joni's done a good job stepping in, and then Caleb Brooks played for the first time, um, and and you know he stepped in and did okay. Um, so we got our all our linebackers back now. Um, now if we can get a couple of these secondary guys back and Mo back, you feel really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel really good. You must be tired of giving injury reports every time we ask on a Wednesday or a Thursday at this point, huh? I guess you know it, it seems like everybody has them. Other than James Madison, but uh, everybody else has them. In, in, um, but it's the nature of the game, and, and you get them back, and you kind of piecemeal a little bit, and try to put people in the spots, and try to get the best eleven out there. And and we're going to, we're going to find ways to get eleven, the best eleven out there. And we've kind of got some thoughts about it. If these guys aren't healthy, how we'll get eleven players out there? We may look a little different. Um, we're we are we're doing some things to, to to maybe be a little different if need be. Mm-hmm. And you really think one of the keys to slowing them down offensively, and you really did use the same terminology last year about Brian Shore that you're using about Ben DiNucci, and that is don't let him extend plays the way they're capable of doing, that when you got a chance to hit them and bring them down and make a stop, uh, you can't miss on those chances, right? Yeah, we actually, you know, we did a good job on him last year, mm-hmm. and and, you know, they ran a couple zone reads, and we got him tackling him for loss on both of them. You know, every time we rushed, you know, we flushed him a couple times, and he didn't hurt us. Um, you know, he didn't come out running. We had guys there quickly when we flushed him. Um, if you remember, they, they we flushed him the one time and had him, and, and he threw the ball in the end zone. We got the pass interference call on that one on, third, on a huge third down. Kept a drive alive there. Um, but <clears> – <throat> You know we got it. We got to get uh, 
we got to get this guy on the ground when we have those opportunities. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. We're right at the bottom of the hour. We're going to shift gears a little bit. We'll have a few minutes probably at the end of the show. We can finish up talking about JMU and previewing that game. But we're going to take a break, and we're going to step back in time a little bit. We're going to take a walk and a talk down memory lane and go back 50 years to celebrate the Spiders' Tangerine Bowl championship back in 1968. And that team will be celebrated and honored next Saturday at Robbins Stadium at the Delaware game. We're going to do it today on the Spider Sports Line here at Outback with Buster O'Brien and Walker Gillette, two of the stars of that team, two Richmond Hall of Famers. They'll join us next on 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM ESPN. Lux Chevrolet has been the Chevy truck expert since 1916, and they've got something for everyone. There's economical SUVs like Trax and Equinox, people haulers like Traverse, Tahoe, and Suburban, and pickups like the mid-sized Colorado to the one-ton Silverado. Let Luck find the right fit for your job or lifestyle. Call them at 804-798-9261. Shop online at LuxChevrolet.com or stop by their convenient lot on U.S. Route 1 in Ashland and buy your next truck from Luck. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. A flat tire would really make this road trip better, said no one ever. Which is why Dyke Tire Pros makes taking care of your tires simpler. They offer a straightforward approach to tire and auto service that includes nationwide warranties and a hassle-free experience. So you can get back to when being on the move was carefree. Dyke Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. Find out more at DykeTirePros.com. Sheets, pillows, towels. Wow, your card is overflowing. I love that I can save at Walmart on everything I need for surprise visits from the in-laws. If you love to save, switch to Walmart Family Mobile. Their unlimited plans start as low as $24.88 a month, all powered by T-Mobile. $24.88? Who knew? See, some surprises save you money. Learn more at MyFamilyMobile.com. Get everything you love about Walmart and mobile. Walmart Family Mobile. Always refer to the latest terms and conditions of service at MyFamilyMobile.com. You started a DIY project at home. Then you realize convenience isn't always easy. The why in DIY doesn't mean why is this so hard. At ADT, we DIFY, do it for you. We customize and install a secure smart home that you control from the palm of your hand or the sound of your voice. Smart security, designed and installed just for you with ADT. Visit ADT.com slash smart to learn more. License information available at ADT.com. ADT. Real protection. This is Dan Levitard. Catch me and Stugatz every weekday from 10 to 1. Now on your FM dial at 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. It's Spider Football and Lunch at Outback Steakhouse. 7917 West Broad Street. This is the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. And on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Second down and six. Deep drop by Kevin Johnson. Has time. Steps up in the pocket. Airing it out high and deep and long for Cortrell Simpson, who reaches up and makes a juggling catch. Tight roping the sideline inside the 10 and down to the five-yard line. Kevin Johnson to Cortrell Simpson with a terrific focused catch by the spider wide receiver. So just think back 50 years and change the names in that play-by-play clip from Kevin Johnson and Cortrell Simpson to Buster O'Brien 
and Walker Gillette because that play happened over and over again when these guys wore the Spider uniform 50 years ago. They had uh, Hall of Fame careers and were part of our only bowl championship team, the Tangerine Bowl in 1968. Warm welcome for Buster O'Brien, former quarterback, and Walker Gillette, former wide receiver. Fellas, thanks so much for coming and joining us today. Really appreciate it. Bob, thanks for having Thank us. You. I feel a little threatened, though. Why? I'm having to sit here beside Coach Huseman. He's got a free meal in front of him. <laughs> and uh, I'm in a dangerous position. Now, now, what's the history here, Russ? How, why are we going back and already trash talking with you and you and Buster? What's up here? Well, uh, Buster's son, Happy, uh, worked with us at uh, coached with us at William and Mary a long time ago, and I got to know him through uh, Happy, obviously. And I knew about, I knew who he was even before any of that occurred because you know I knew the tradition at Richmond. But uh, uh, Happy was a fantastic guy to have around and. Uh, um, my family and him got to he got to know each other real well. We got to know Buster along the along the way too, and uh, tremendous family. Walker Gillette, 50 years since that Tangerine Bowl, and I know you were instrumental in putting this celebration together. Can you believe it's been 50 years? And how has this whole thing come together for you guys? 50 years sounds longer than 1968. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really going to be a lot of fun. We got a lot of people coming in town. That we haven't seen in a long time, so I hope we all wear name tags. But it's going to be a great, great event. All right, the obvious easy questions to ask both of you guys, let me start there, is just the most memorable part of that Tangerine Bowl game. I want to talk a little about the entire season as well, but that was a game against an Ohio team, for those who don't know, that was unbeaten and untied and heavily favored coming into that game, Buster, right? I mean, what was the setup of that game for you? Well, they were ranked number 20 in the country, too. They were the 20th team in the country, and, and uh, uh, we played on national television. So that was a really big deal for the University of Richmond. What enabled you guys to not only be competitive, but eventually to win that game at the end? You're sitting beside him, okay? <laughs> Walker Gillette. Uh, I think Walker caught 20 passes mm-hmm. that night. Yep. And uh, that's just that's a good year for a lot of people. <laughs> Well, you completed 39, so you found somebody else other than Walker at some point in the game, didn't you? We had some good players. We had we had a really good team. We were talking today when uh, Coach Jones got here. Uh, the the first year he was here, the year before he was here, we had the worst team in the country, and we were 0 and 10, lost 19 games in a row, and didn't have very good players. And by the time that year came around, he had six or seven guys on that squad that went on to play pro football. And we had like seven or eight uh, all-conference players and uh, just had some good people and they who uh, overachieved, too. Walker, what was that transformation like, as Buster alluded to? Some of it, I'm sure, was coaching, and some of it was you're a really good coach when you have really good players, right? It was it was like an unreal situation, really. A lot of people are asking the questions about the awe of the game. I never thought about how good the other team was. I just worried about beating the defensive backs in practice. And uh, they were just, it was just another team to me. I didn't I'd really dwell on how good they were because I knew the defensive backs weren't going to be so tall. And I knew I'd stand up and bust and just throw it up there. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, it, did it dawn on you how big the game was, though? Maybe not the opponent that you were playing in a bowl game. And as Buster said, national television, which at that point in time was probably unheard of. I don't think, I don't think it dawned on me how big the game was. I don't think I knew. It, it, was, it was just a game we just wanted to win. Uh, we knew that they were undefeated, and I had never watched them on TV or anything. I, I just, 
I just went out there and said, let's beat these guys. And at what point did you really feel confident? You might tell me the opening kickoff. I don't know. But at what, at what point did you feel confident that, that you could you could knock off this unbeaten team as the game progressed? About, about two minutes when the game was over. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long game. It lasts about three hours. <laughs> well, that's normal nowadays, you know. Oh, I knew it is normal. But I, I remember the first day. It was a close friend of mine I went to high school with watching the game. He said, Walker, I was going to drink a beer every time you go to pass. I caught 14 the first half. He said, I missed the second half. <laughs> <laughs> All right, top that one, Buster. What do you got? <laughs> Don't. But the guy named Wayne Fowler, they asked him, when did you figure you could beat this team? And I scored on a 31-yard run that, that, yeah. that night. And Wayne says, when O'Brien scores on the 30-yard run, those guys can get beat. Well, well, you do know that Chuck Bowen, when he came in today, referenced that run, and he said, you know, they timed him with a calendar well, on had, that 31-yard run. They had two commercials during the run. <laughs> okay. They made all their money on your touchdown run? Yeah, Buster set that play up for two years. Uh, he didn't run the ball at all. But he ran in that game. They couldn't believe it. Why? Why did you run in that game? It's wide open. You could drive a train through there. Yes. <laughs> Nobody played defense against me. They knew I wasn't going to run. So they just went every place else, and it was wide open. So, But they did know what you were going to do was throw the ball to this guy. How were you still able to get the ball to him, other than the fact that he was taller than everybody else? Well, it was funny. When we knew this in our game plan, They, they Ohio had would play you in one defense all night. They'd get into to a coverage, and they'd play that. They would never vary. So we, after the first play, we knew what they were going to be playing, and we sort of picked them apart a little bit. Uh, more than a little bit, obviously. Uh, 447 yards passing, four touchdowns, 39 of 58. That's a good season, too, in addition to the 20 catches that Walker had for 242 and a touchdown in that game. What was the what was the immediate aftermath of that game? How excited were you guys? How excited were people? How excited was the campus community? Did they kind of understand what you guys had pulled off here, Walker? Uh that's a good question. I don't know. I look at pictures right after the game. I've got pictures of us on the field uh, holding the uh, trophy, uh, most valuable player. And, and, I, and I looked at that picture for years. And about two years ago, I looked at the background of that picture with my dad. And my mother said he went, he went right on the field after the game. It, it was like uh, the game was over. But we, you're tired, but you can't. You just can't hardly believe it. There's a uh, there's a great picture in, in the Robin Stadium press box of you holding the trophy and at a microphone right. on the field. Did they have you talk after the game or something? I Do you guess. remember I what you said? No, I, don't, I probably couldn't talk. I don't remember. I probably said something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you thank this guy for throwing you the ball 20 times at least. What do you remember, uh, Buster, about kind of the aftermath and 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 the grasping of, of the accomplishment that you guys had. Well, it was a big deal. And, and people forget this, but I was not eligible to play into the game in that game until a week before the game. And uh, I had been declared ineligible. I was, a, I was a graduate student back then, and the graduate students couldn't play in ball games. Anyway, when they finally made the announcement I could play, they literally stopped the, the soap operas on, in Richmond and had a, had a news <laughs> bulletin and announced that I was going to be able to play in the ball game. So it was a big deal back then. That's a big deal. Yeah. That 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 is uh that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. When they break into the soap operas, yeah. that is a big deal. God Walker, sorry. Buster used to uh, tell me he said you know you call a pass rate, he said, You better get open. He said you better get open quick, he says, because I'm gonna take three steps and the ball's gonna be coming. He says so he told me don't you run out of field if you don't get open. <laughs> <laughs> so is this what next weekend is going to be like? Is it going to be a lot of these kind of stories going back and forth? And and how many of, of your guys do you got you got coming back? Oh, do you have yeah, an idea? Yeah, the lives get better. They get we get better every week. Uh, 
and more stories, they, all, they always get bigger. It's a bunch. I don't know how many is coming back. I think 24 have, have uh, acknowledged a comeback, but we know a lot that are coming that have not. Uh, you got, you're dealing with a bunch of football players, so RSDP yeah. doesn't mean much to them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I deal with those guys on a daily basis. <laughs> well, Russ, you were actually with one of those guys. One of them you're going to actually compete against. This Saturday with JMU because their assistant coach, our former assistant coach, three times over probably, Jeff Hansen was a part of that team, right? He was, he was a linebacker, wasn't he? Yeah, right. he, we, he played, was. we played with Jeff. You did, right, yeah. on that team, right? Yeah, 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 he was there. I assume he's not coming next week, though, huh? Probably not. He'd probably be coaching. Yeah, yeah. I would think so. What kind of player was he? What do you he, remember? He was a linebacker. Yeah. I, I'm trying to stay away from him. <laughs> he couldn't run as good as you, but he couldn't cover you. No, could I he? ran away from a lot of people. Well, that was a good one to <laughs> run away from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how far and wide are they coming from? I mean, are folks coming from good distances here, or what they're do you got? They're coming from Florida. They're coming from Texas. They're great. coming from New York. Yeah, they come from wherever they are. They're coming. Absolutely. That's great. And they'll all be here on Saturday for the Delaware game. Uh, I assume you got something the night before going to get everybody back and tell those lies, right? That's right. Coach Huseman's paying for receptions for us the night before, so he's got he's putting the bill for them. Nice, Russ. You're the, you're the guy that makes all the money, Buster. <laughs> I've been to your house before. You can handle it. Uh, let's talk a little bit more with these guys. I'm going to keep you up here for one more segment. Let me take a timeout, and we'll come back again. Uh, the celebration, the full-fledged celebration, is next weekend at the Delaware game, but we thought we'd honor these guys. They were in town today. As we said, they were over at the Robin Center. We're actually going to shoot um, a video interview when we're done here at the at Outback back at the Robin Center. You'll be able to see that up on richmondspiders.com as well. So you guys are getting a lot of exposure out of this thing 50 years later. I don't know that we're interrupting any soap operas to put this out there, but we are going to give you your due for an absolutely great accomplishment at the University of Richmond. Back with more with Walker and Buster as our Spider Sports Line continues after a break from Outback on ESPN Richmond. At UR School of Professional and Continuing Studies, we offer flexible and affordable degrees and professional education programs to help you start, advance, or change your career. Check out our degrees in nonprofit studies, teacher licensure preparation and information security, or explore our new coding boot camp and professional beer brewer certificate programs. With evening classes and affordable tuition, you can earn a UR degree or certificate on your terms. University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Sometimes you have to go back to get ahead. Visit spcs.richmond.edu for details. Food Lion is helping you fuel up to cheer on the spiders. Make a play for tailgate favorites like chips and dip, cookout meats, and ice cold drinks at prices that'll earn big points from your wallet. Food Lion, how refreshing. Proud partner of Spider Athletics. Hi, this is head coach Russ Usman. Let's have lunch and talk Richmond football on the Spider Sports Line, Thursday, noon to 1 at Outback, 7917 West Broad Street, and live on the home of the Spiders, 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Attention, if you have bad credit, you're probably routinely turned down for loans or financing. Safe Credit's team of FICO-certified professionals could help no matter how bad it's gotten. We'll examine your credit report and help you get it back to where you want it, allowing you to qualify for that new car, house, or credit card. We'll create an affordable month-to-month plan for you to repair your credit effectively. Some clients have seen results in as few as 30 to 45 days. Call 855-781-6910. 855-781-6910. 855-781-6910. 
At Outback Steakhouse, we live by Aussie rules. And Aussie rule number one is ensuring steak satisfaction every time. We offer the highest quality cuts of steak, seasoned and seared to juicy perfection, with a secret blend of 17 herbs and spices, and cooked just the way you want it. So, join us tonight at any of our five Richmond area locations, Bell Creek Road in Mechanicsville, South Park Court in Colonial Heights, Hall Street Road in Midlothian, Huguenot Road in Bonaire, West Broad Street, or order online at Outback.com. Second-ranked James Madison Dukes are in town Saturday to face the Richmond Spiders. Coverage starts at 2 on 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Presented by the Dominion Energy Charity Classic. We're in the second half of today's Spider Sports Line, but it's not too late for you to be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to at Spider Voice. Text us 804-638-9508 or send us an email to spidersportsline at richmond.edu. Let's get back to Outback Steakhouse. 7917 West Broad Street. First and goal at the Spider 9-yard line. Leotine lost the football as he went for the exchange. There's the turnover the Spiders are looking for if they have the ball at the bottom of that pile, and they do. Richmond comes up with the turnover. It's Billy Coggle with the fumble recovery. Sometimes you just have to keep fighting, fighting, fighting. You just can't give up the touchdown. You can't give up the first down. You have to make them line up and continue to compete. That's what happened. You catch a break. You make the most of it. Great job by that defense. Get the turnover that the Spiders need in this fourth quarter. Final quarter of our Spider Sports line today from Outback. Uh, really enjoying this one and reminiscing with Buster O'Brien and Walker Gillette from our Tangerine Bowl team in 68. Actually got an email for you guys. I know you didn't have that in 1968. <laughs> I, I still don't, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were trying to track you down via email. Jasmine Coleman's just shaking his head over there to keep bouncing back at him. He didn't know how to get a hold of you. Uh, this one comes from a, a good friend, Larry Burnett who asked you guys, I'm sure this story will get told as well, did not one of the players forget his helmet and have to go borrow one? Do either of you remember that story from the game or not? I don't. Okay. I don't either. Wow. All right, so maybe Larry's got a scoop there, or maybe he's mistaken. That was so long ago, but a lot of guys didn't wear helmets back then. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I heard of that story, but I don't know who it was. Yeah. We'll have to unearth that. When you guys all get together Friday night, you can, you can certainly bring that up. So, um, hey, this it was a great game and a great season, right? You guys went eight and three. You were six and zero oh in the Southern Conference. But I want the two of you to talk about the start of the season. You guys were zero oh and two to start the year, weren't you? What happened in those games? And Buster, how did it get turned around? <laughs> Who did we, we play? P- we played West Virginia and Toledo and Toledo, the okay. first two ball games, and. Uh, um, they just had, they both had good, good teams. And then the only team to beat us after that was Tech. Mm-hmm. And we ran a streak uh, and, and really played well. So we played, actually played Southern Mississippi. And two weeks before, they had played Alabama and only been beaten by four. And they played uh, Mississippi, I think, the, mm-hmm. the next week and got beat by six. And then we beat them 31 to six the following week. So, I mean, we were, we, we were playing well. Walker, what do you remember about the start of that season and, and what turned it around to, to get to 8-3 and three and get unbeaten in the Southern Conference after those first two losses? I got a great story with that West Virginia game. Uh, Carl Cornell was a middle All-American middle, guard, uh, middle guy on defense, and he was running over our center, Mike Noya. He buckled, Buster was getting hit. So we get in the huddle, and Buster says, Mike, are you going to block this guy or what? 
And Mike says, you think you can block him? You do it. <laughs> all right. So we all started laughing so hard. And Bustle was serious. We started laughing so hard, Bustle had to call time out and go to the sideline. <laughs> and Carl Grinnell was the All-American. <laughs> he was running all over. I said, well, Bustle was getting killed. <laughs> and that turned the season around right there. I don't know what it was. It's something changed. <laughs> What has changed in the game of football that you've seen over 50 years? Obviously, a lot of things. There's a lot of talk these days about, you know, what the NFL is doing and protecting quarterbacks and that sort of thing. What's your guys' view of where football is now as opposed to when you were playing? Uh, they get paid more. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. They do. They I think, do. I think there's a lot of this option stuff that we didn't see back then. And uh, we had some straight options like, like the split T plays they had, but uh, they had none of the option stuff they've got today. But – we really ran a pro set and with, with two at least two wide outs, sometimes three, back then, which was, you know, sort of unheard of back mm-hmm. then. So uh, and we tossed it around. Yeah, absolutely. Beyond the beyond the paycheck there, Walker, what when, do you think? When I got drafted, uh, I went out to San Diego and they said, Well it's gonna take you a couple of years to learn how to read defenses. And of course they taught me at Richmond to read defenses when I was a sophomore. I said, Well turn the film on. And they turned it on. I said, Turn it off. I said, This guy's going here, this one here, this one here, this and they couldn't believe it. I said, okay, now you're going to play me? <laughs> they just wouldn't play me, but they, they couldn't believe that I knew how to read defenses, and I learned that in college. They taught me that at Richmond. Well done. How much are you following spider football now? I know both of you are down towards the beach area. How much can you follow the spiders? I get up a couple times a year, and that, that's all. We've got a lot of social stuff we do down there and, and got my family down there. So, But I try to get up at least two or three times a year and uh, root for Coach, Coach Huseman. Absolutely. Uh, Walker? I try to get up here one or two, one or two towns, mm-hmm. try to meet with Buster so we can talk Carpool. about Say a lot of bull. <laughs> and, and talk. Well, we're glad you're both coming back next week. Tell each other how good we are. Yeah, exactly. And bring, <laughs> bringing all your friends with you next week from the Tangerine Bowl team. Really appreciate you guys uh, coming by today, having lunch with us, and, and chatting. And we look forward to seeing you next Saturday. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. That was a big pleasure. Thank big you. hand. Buster O'Brien and Walker Gillette. From our Tangerine Bowl team, two Spider Hall of Famers. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back with Coach Huseman and wrap up our Spider Sports line in just a moment. 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM, and the Spider IMG Sports Network. This flu season, one Walgreens flu shot can make a world of difference. So you can protect yourself and also your close-talking co-workers, high-fiving neighbors, two-month-old niece. That's why Walgreens has specially trained pharmacists that have provided over 60 million flu shots since 2010. Stop by for your flu shot today with a $0 copay with most insurance. Because protecting the world starts with protecting yours. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Vaccines subject to availability. State age and health-related restrictions may apply. IT orchestration stories from CDW. A social media company knew that data was the currency of the digital economy. But when it came to monetizing it, they were being shortchanged. So CDW orchestrated a data fabric solution from NetApp, creating a hybrid cloud to help them move data faster, innovate quicker, and make decisions stronger. Data flexibility by NetApp. IT orchestration by CDW. Learn more at cdw.com slash NetApp. CDW. People who get it. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's Richmond Spiders. For 
all things spiders. Whether you're Want to listen at home, just say, Alexa, play ESPN Richmond. The Amazon Echo is another way to hear 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. Live from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. We are finishing up our Thursday get-together on the Spider Sports Line. We'll get back to bringing our current players with us uh, next week, although as good as they are, Russ, I'm not sure they can be as entertaining as Buster and Walker. Now, Buster and Walker had 50 years to perfect their act a little bit. We'll have well-spoken guys back here next week, but I think they'll be hard-pressed to match that, huh? Yeah, but, I mean, Buster's right. I mean, to, to throw the ball back in the day like they did – was you know I'm I'm sure that was probably cutting edge at the time. Most people weren't doing that. It was the, you know, all the option dive option triple option stuff. And you know for those guys that's slinging around like they did, it's pretty cool. Well, when you got a guy like Walker Gillette there to catch the ball 20 times a game, you're going to sling it around a little bit. So it worked yeah, you, out pretty you, well. You get fired if you're not throwing the ball to Walker. Yeah. I guarantee you that. Frank Jones had a pretty good career as a spider head coach, too. So yeah. he, he certainly knew what he was doing. Um, all right, let's get back to uh, present day. Uh, we did take one email. got a couple others. Spider Sports Line at Richmond.edu. And I always get a, uh, a typed-out question from Ben, who's not even here today. He did send it with his special messenger, who said she'd be listening very closely to your answer, Russ because she's got to go back and tell Ben what you said. So he asks, it seems that on most punts by the opposing team, we are fair catching or it's not caught at all. Are we missing an opportunity for an offensive play to advance the football? Um, well, actually, you know, probably um, Tyler didn't fair catch one this past week. He probably should have fair caught it. He, he got hit right away. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna make some things happen on the punt punt return team. Uh, we need to do a better job. Uh, you know I, I think he's he's fielding all the fieldable balls and uh, you know the, the the net punt is is hasn't been killing us this mm-hmm. year. Uh, so I mean that and that's kind of what you look at. What is their net punt? And most of the time the net punt for our opposing teams has been anywhere from you know 34 to 37. And you know if you're not you know, if you if you if you're getting around 37, 38, you're probably doing pretty good. But when you're at, you know, 34, 35, probably not where you need to be. But, you know, Tyler's catching it for the most part. Um, you know, we just gotta we gotta get him a little bit more room and let him go some. Um, and that's another point to Dejan Brissett, not on punt return, but on kick return. He'd been doing such a good job. So you lose a valuable weapon there too, as well. Not only just on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're talking about kickoff return? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Aaron. actually, Aaron Dykes returned mm-hmm. the last one. He got it. You know, he returned it 40 yards um, and did a really nice job, and he'll return kicks for us this week. And, and I think he's a pretty explosive guy, and, and I think that's going to help us. You know, he made a poor decision on one. Probably should have, ne- you know, never caught it back in the corner back there and got pinned. Um, but, again, that's a, you know, a freshman doing it probably for one of what, a couple first times. Um, Brissett probably would have made the right decision on that. But, you know, our kickoff return team's been really good. Um, we're making the right decisions. We're probably blocking pretty well. We do need to do a better job on our punt return stuff. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, Dykes is going to be plenty capable of returning kicks. And then, and then Tyler will he'll, – he'll get one before it's all said and done. 
And that's obviously an integral part of this game coming up uh, on Saturday as well. We talked offense, defense, and the special teams. And you mentioned the freshman dykes, and you do live with some of their mistakes as freshmen. I guess this goes back to how many of those first-year guys will you get into games like this, right? Yeah, I mean, we played uh, four games, and we played, I think, five or six freshmen. And we kind of we're putting them on the shelf now, and we're going to put some other freshmen in there. Uh, mostly on special team stuff. So, um, you know, we're trying to – and then we got some that we're staving for the last four games, you know, to help us with depth on special teams, to do special team stuff. So, uh, going into the fifth game, there'll be some new freshmen that you hadn't seen mm. playing that'll be getting in games. And how's that worked out for you and the coaching staff? Still good? Yeah, I mean, it's really good. I mean, for us to have the ability to play Grayson Overstreet, mm-hmm. at, you know, a full game at linebacker, and then get all those guys back, and and now we potentially could save his redshirt year because he's one that played the four games. He'll get put on the shelf now. And uh, so, you know, I don't know what we would have done. We would have played him, and then, he, and then it's, he's, he's done. Mm-hmm. So it really – it does help, no question. It's a great rule. All right, final keys are key to Spider's success Saturday against JMU. As Ivan even said at the beginning, this has been competitive the last couple of years. What's the next step to getting over the hump against these Dukes? Well, I mean, obviously we can't we, we can't give them um, – our offense can't give them the football. I mm-hmm. mean, if, if, we, if we're punting some, that's fine. But, you know, we can't – there can't be a pick six. Um, you know, there can't be a – turnover in our in our side of the field. we can't turn the ball going in the red zone you know those types of things against really good teams hurt you uh special teams i mean we got to be solid i mean we can't you know again we can't give up a big play they got the number one punt returner in the country um number i think 24 20 whatever 24 and and uh, really good i mean he's got i think he's got two already uh touchdowns and uh, they're really good there, so we got We got to be really good on our punt coverage teams. Um, you know, we, we we've been covering kicks pretty good. Griff's been kicking them pretty mm-hmm. good. So I mean, but you know, special teams. You know, we gotta we gotta win those, tie them at least, and then and then not turn the ball over, and we got a shot. Take this game into the fourth quarter, and let's see what we can do. How about that? Yeah, I mean, it'll be a fun game. Absolutely, it'll be a good game. All right, fun show today. Thank you, everybody who's been here. Take care of your servers for us please and again walker gillette buster o'brien thank you for spending some time with us be looking on our website for our video feature with these two guys coming up next week as we celebrate the 50th anniversary of our tangerine bowl championship team for coach usman bob black saying so long mitchell bradley on location matt joseph's producing at the studio two o'clock our airtime saturday richmond and second ranked jmu from robin stadium talk to you then on the spider img sports network so long from outback steakhouse You've been listening to the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris.